Namaste and welcome to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken with your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. This is Cindy Lindsay Rael, and you're listening to Soul Talk. I'm back from my mastectomy surgery, and I'm at home resting. And it's only been about three weeks, but it feels like it's been forever. And it still needs to go on for another three weeks or so. But my perception is that it's just going on forever. And that perception is hanging in my head, and I am torturing myself with it. I, I know. I know that being in this feeling is not good for my healing. It's not making anything heal any faster. And in fact, these kinds of negative beliefs and emotions are keeping me stuck and sick. But here I am. And here is where a lot of us are when we're sick. I know so many people who have been through this and made it to the other side. They've given me their beautiful stories. I know many are living happy, active, and fulfilling lives years after mastectomy. I also know many have been enduring longer, ongoing treatments and surgeries for cancer and other ailments, and my experiences, they're just small in comparison. But they are mine, and I am stuck. But fortunately, I have a curiosity, and What it takes to go through all of this is fascinating to me as a psychologist, as a spiritual counselor, and as a patient. And sometimes uh, I think I'm doing pretty well at it. And you know what? Other times, uh, no, like now. And I think it's worth expressing and examining that as the downtimes that naturally happen in illness. I... I think it's natural to have down times with frustration, boredom, pain, fear, grief, and yes, even this feeling that it's never going to end. You know, I, I remember this far side ca- cartoon. It showed a professor with his poise there with pen in hand over his paper, and he had several strings of Christmas lights wrapped around him. And the caption read, The professor begins his treatise on the natural human attraction to light. So I hope I'm not falling into that trap because just because I felt it doesn't necessarily make it normal. But I do believe it is normal. To live a spiritual life doesn't mean to not have the range of human emotions and reactions. It doesn't mean we will not suffer or even get caught in our own fears and pains. But what it does mean is we need to observe those feelings and make the effort to shift them, shift them to love, forgiveness, gratitude, and surrender. In doing this, suffering ceases, healing is bolstered, and our soul increases. So that's what I'm trying to do here today. I'm working through these feelings. And my first step here is to share it. And I think that is the first step. If such thoughts and feelings are held on to within us without acknowledgement, they get repressed. They fester. 
they get somatized, turned into body symptoms, or they become shame. They can stick in our chakras and create ongoing distress, which not only delays our healing, but creates its own diseases. So we need to look at these feelings, and it's good to have someone loving to help you do that. So though I'm sharing this now in a sort of public way here on my Soul Talk episode, to do that, I did have to share first in private. And I know, I know, it's become the norm these days to post or blog or Pinterest our lives out to everyone who will read, listen, or look. But I think if we're really trying to explore our shadow side in a healing way, in a soul way, we need a safer space than that. I do think it's best to share in private and in person, or at least on the phone. I also think it's important to choose the right person with whom to share. That person needs to have that kind of unconditional love for you. They need to be able to hear your darker side without judging you as being. Because in the ideal sharing, they're not there to talk you out of what you're feeling or tell you you don't feel that or tell you you should not feel that or that you're bad for feeling that. No. In the ideal sharing, they see you in your pain, but they also know you as greater than that. And in the right time of sharing, they will reflect to you your greatness. Sri Kaleshwar said soulmates should have that capacity with one another. And I know that to be true. I also know it takes practice. But you know what? I've also experienced that sharing can go on too long or be from a place that's really not that helpful. It can become just repeating and ingraining our pain. And I've done it in many ways and heard it done in many ways in my time as a psychologist and a spiritual seeker. And I've experienced even in myself that there are a few things that really make the difference between cathartic sharing and just repeating your pain. The brain researchers tell us that behavioral and emotional patterns have energetic traces in our brain and build enduring pathways there. These traces and pathways become stronger with repetition. And after a few repetitions, our brains are wired to repeat the same responses automatically. We have to do something differently to rewire those emotions or to not wire in those emotions that are not serving us. So just sharing our pain over and over again can actually be trapping us in our pain. It can be just re-engaging and deepening the energy traces of that pain in us. So how to do this sharing right deserves a little attention here. So first, one of the things I've observed is that sharing from a place of non-ownership simply ingrains the old issues. We absolutely have to take responsibility for our own feelings and what caused them in us. Without this, we give away our power to determine our destiny. Someone else or something else gains power over us to determine how we feel. 
but the whole point of free will means that we can choose how we feel, how we react, and how we act in any situation. And that is our power given to us by God. We need to take it and to be responsible for our feelings, reactions, and actions. Now, I know um, some situation comedies, they show someone like trying to be responsible for their feelings, saying something like, I feel that you're a jerk. Okay, hopefully you see the joke there. Taking responsibilities says something more like, my feelings are hurt and I want to get past that. But then you see the sharing can move to how to get past that, not just stay in the stuckness of the feeling. And that I think is the second thing that I've observed that moves sharing to catharsis. Sharing needs to progress to observation and discussion of the origins in us and how to get past that. That begins with deep observation of why this feeling happens in the first place. Why am I really feeling this? What am I really feeling? When have I felt it in the past? What were my first feelings of that? How did I get to be a pattern in me? And how can I change that from there? Okay, so as an example, here we are. Here's my sharing. Okay, I feel like this recovery is taking forever. But if I really observe it, it's a frustration in me. It's a feeling of not doing, not succeeding, not getting anywhere, having nothing to do and not being sure what I am doing. And if I can even see that this doing of this blog right now is partially an attempt to do something that feels worthwhile while I'm being ill. So I guess I am really my own situation comedy in this regard, and I am my own far side cartoon. But I, I know where I learned to feel like this. As a kid, to be successful, effective, and efficient were the definitions of being a good girl that I took upon myself to try to feel loved and worthy. And here I am again, dealing with an unworthy worldview that is deeply ingrained in me. My false belief in being unworthy has led to a lifetime of strategies to prove to myself, and I guess to others, that I am worthy. And once again, I'm in a situation that does not let me do those strategies successfully. Thank you, Mother Divine. You know just how to get to me and just how to get to those old hidden patterns in me and in all of us. Okay, so now I've shared this and I've had a laugh at it and at myself. And I've admitted to another who sees me as worthy despite my ingrained unworthy beliefs. And I've observed what the feelings really are and where they're coming from as a pattern in me. So now I'm ready for the second step, that is shifting those feelings. But before we move on to talking about that, let's just take another case that's not mine and follow it through so we can sort of look at this first step again. Because profound or prolonged illness oftentimes comes with huge fear and grief and other difficult feelings. There's the fear of death, 
the fear of being in pain, the fear and grief of loss of identity, independence, income, body image, or lifestyle, the fear and grief of being alone or undesirable or unloved, the fear and grief of losing or overtaxing loved ones, the fear of being subject to things or people we don't understand or trust because we don't have enough expertise to handle it ourselves, grief about things not done that may now never get done, grief at feeling mangled, mutilated, or incapacitated from illness or surgery, and the list goes on. But that fear, that grief, and those other difficult emotions of illness are not good internal states for healing. And I do think we need to use the same process of sharing as our first step here. But I I recognize that my issue that I presented is a bit different in that it was rooted in a false belief I had about myself. But these fears, it may be true that we will have to endure that pain. We may lose loved ones, or we may not have the same work or income or identity or body after. But the fear of that is still not doing us any good. So though we may not transcend these outcomes, we still need to transcend the fear and grief and those feelings to feel better and be better. So I'm still suggesting that you tell somebody, somebody that you can trust what your fear is and that you don't want that fear to guide you. You know, there could also be a childhood or earlier life thing behind the depth of your feelings. So explore that with him. Perhaps you watched a loved one go through a prolonged illness with lots of pain and you felt helpless. So just observe and admit those possible deep paths to this fear as well. Then let your confidant remind you of your bravery, your determination, your deep love, your open heart and kind nature, or whatever those divine qualities are in you. Let them remind you of who you are, even in this illness. You're still in there. Your divine qualities are still there. Those are you, not this fear, not this grief, not these other negative emotions. Then just try to feel those divine qualities in you. I mean, really sink into the memories and feelings of those truths in you. When you felt those things, when you knew that was your best and highest self. Go into a meditation, breathe deeply, and find a more restful inner place, then grab a memory of being one of those divine states in your life. Remember the truth of you till you can feel that physically in you now, and then hold on to that feeling for all your worth. And this, is, this gets us to the next big step after sharing, which is shifting. The shift we're looking for is a rewire of our emotions to divine states of love, forgiveness, and gratitude. Because these are the healing states. These are the natural soul states of our true selves. These are the cures for our negative emotions. These are the cures, ultimately, for our illnesses. 
So go back to the situation that created your response and love yourself. Love others. Forgive and be grateful for the lessons. Thank you, Mother. You know just how to get to me. Stay present in your current situation with love, forgiveness, and compassion. Feel those states in you now. And then express from those states. Dream from those states. With a little practice, you will become those states because they are already you. Okay, so I'm stopping talking today because I'm going to go do this for myself. And I will use a so-hum breath to get out of my thoughts and into a more restful state. And I'm happy to send you that formula. If you want to, just email me at cindy at divinelineage.org. And then I'm going to use a little heart math approach. I've talked about this before on Soul Talk. And I'll put my hand on my heart and feel the breath as if it's coming and going through my heart. And then I will recall one of my divine state moments of feeling pure love, gratitude, or divine compassion in my life. Once I can feel that state, I will bring it into my whole body. And then I will go back to one of those moments where I adopted my unworthy belief and my be-a-good-girl strategies and forgive myself, love myself. Heck, perhaps I'll even praise myself for choosing to be a good girl instead of some other kinds of strategies I might have chosen. Then with inner hugs and love, you know what? I'm going to let myself off the hook. I will bring up these loving feelings of truth and tell my inner self, this is who we really are. I'm worthy, and so are you. And I might have to do this many times. After all, you know, my brain has a deep imprint from many years that I need to override. But the truth will win in the end, and I will keep at it, because, you know what? I am worth it, and so are you. I believe we can make it through the down times of illness and increase our soul, brain, and body capacity in the process. We can become something greater from illness. We have to. We can become the highest inner states of our own divine soul, no matter the outcomes to the body. I believe our souls can and will win, and we can do it together. This is Cindy Lindsay Royale for Divine Lineage. You have been listening to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken. With your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. Namaste. Namaste.